good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut any cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kadagi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we discuss here on Native Ritz Radio uh, a lot of political stuff, a lot of things, uh, you know, that natives are doing across Turtle Island. And, you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues, you're right, Deka. This portion of the show is supported by Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon, supporting honest Native news, stories, and events with Native Roots Radio Network on Patreon. Well, I'm in, uh, what, five, day five of uh, my COVID experience, and I tested again, and I do have COVID still, but I think it's uh, natural uh, that it would still test because I have the antibodies uh, still in there. But uh, tomorrow will be the first day I'll be able to uh, get out legally and I'll be wearing a mask. Um, probably the children, women and children are probably grateful for that. But uh, <laughs> also, uh, you know, people do not want to get sick and I don't want to get anybody sick. So it, uh, it's been an experience, Haley. Uh, it uh, was one bad day and I, th- and I definitely think it's because of uh because of uh you know being vaccinated and uh, also taking that uh, other drug right after it absolutely i know we're we're so thankful for all of those healthcare workers and everyone who put in those hours to create vaccines and things that'll help us through um kind of these symptoms that are still lingering around because COVID is still out there yeah that reminds me of one of our uh sponsors out there mincher uh you know uh it's that time of year again haley yes i know and yeah there's so many people sick right now not even just with covid but there's you know rsv going around and even our dogs are sick with that mystery virus um so make sure you know you're heading into the new year and you've got your health insurance ready to go for any situations um and you can head over to mincher at mincher.org and um, they will help you find the best health care plan that best fits your needs. Well said. Hey, uh, it's exciting. We get a weekly update from the great state of uh, Wisconsin. Uh, we don't like their football team, but we do like our neighbors and we do like our relatives that live there. So um, why don't we take a quick listen to uh, the governor of the great state of Wisconsin, Governor Evers. Hey there, Native Roots Radio. Governor Tony Evers here with my weekly update. Hey there, Wisconsin. Governor Tony Evers here. And I'm First Lady Kathy Evers. I was proud earlier this year to declare 2023 the year of mental health. So as we kick off the holiday season, we want to remind Wisconsinites to take good care of yourselves, your mental health, and each other. While the holidays can be a happy time for some, we know this season and the expectations surrounding it can also cause people to feel more stress, anxiety, loneliness, and grief. It might be especially tough for those who've lost a loved one or faced other unique challenges over the past year. But here in Wisconsin, no one carries their burdens alone. So if you're able, check in on your neighbors, friends, and loved ones. And no matter what challenges you're facing, it's okay to share your feelings and ask for help. Whether it's a mental health or substance use crisis, or you or someone you love just needs someone to talk to, help and support are available 24-7 with a call or a text to 988 or chat at 988lifeline.org. 988 provides free and confidential support, and you'll be connected to a trained counselor who is ready to listen and help. You can also find resources and strategies to build your strength and resilience by visiting resilient.wisconsin.gov. Remember that help and hope are always available. Let's take good care of ourselves and each other this holiday season, Wisconsin. Thanks for listening. Back to you, Robert, and Native Roots Radio. 
Hey, wow. Thank you, uh, Governor Evers. That's, uh, you know, we talk a lot, a lot about mental health here in, uh, on Native Ritz Radio and how important it is. And uh, um, what a great message. And it was great to hear from uh, the First Lady of Wisconsin, too. Hey, it's a Robert Lilligren Day here. And Robert Lilligren is the CEO of Native American Community Development Institute, which we like to wear call NACD and I'm wearing a shirt uh, because I was hoping to get called uh, Shakopee to uh, hang out with you guys but uh, I guess I'm just gonna have to wear the shirt for the show welcome Robert oh this shirt looks good yeah looks good thank you nice to see you Bonjour, Robert well we got a lot to talk about but I just want to uh, back up I I don't know if you've heard uh, but I got COVID Saturday officially for the first time. Jeez, oh, uh, sorry to hear. Well, and it came on as a cold, and I'm vaccinated, and uh, it was an interesting story. Uh, Doctor Stately was stopping by with a wreath, and he asked Wendy if uh, if I had tested for COVID because I thought a cold was coming on, and we did. We looked at each other like a couple of dum dums, and we went, "Well, <laughs> we have all these test kits. Let's test and." Sure enough, I had it, and Sunday was a rough day, but then I started taking uh, a drug out there that I'm still taking that I really only had one bad day, and all the other days I feel like 90%. Nice. I'm glad you're on the men. Sorry to hear about that. Yeah, I had it for the first time in May. Very yeah. mild case, but I'm glad you're all vaccinated and everything. And I hadn't heard. I hadn't heard that you were, you were sick, but there's a lot of COVID going around the community right now. A lot. We have staff out at COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even with Governor Evers, you know, talking about uh, mental health and insurance, and that's why, you know, insurance is so important to have the best plan for you because your insurance is also going to cover, you know, psychiatric and uh, therapy and everything like that. And that's going to, you know, help you into the best program that's going to be the best for you. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. And, you know, we're still kind of parsing through the impacts of the isolation of COVID, the impacts on mental health, impacts on relationships, you know, on workplace. And, and I'm starting to understand that these impacts go deeper. Mm. I think I first thought anyway, I thought, okay, we're done, we're through, yay, we're free. But people, especially a traumatized community like we work in and live in, and, you know, it had lasting impacts. I can see that now. Yeah, and especially with our young ones, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's crazy. I think the first time I was seeing that uh, there's some. I have COVID COVID memory, so I'm I'm mumbling here, Robert. But uh, yeah, no, no, I get it. And. Uh, I was going to uh, cite something off the top of my head, but I can't remember it right off this second. But, uh, yeah, it's important, and it was good to see you. I, I don't know, have we talked since uh, I was on the 50th floor of the ideas, kind of uh, afraid? No, I think that was the last time. <laughs> yeah, we were joking at Nacti about that being a super spreader, man, you know. Like that's, yeah. That's what uh, uh, Haley was telling me, and I said, no, I didn't get there, but because we were seeing people on Facebook that went and said that they had it. Right. Yeah, it was a lot of people very close together, but it was a gorgeous event. So uh, it's like, yes. uh, you know, that's the punchline. Yeah. Well, uh, Peeny Gigi, too, for uh, uh, inviting me uh, to your table. It was very cool, and we got to see one of our guests who won uh, and one of your mentors, or mentees, I should say, uh, that won uh, your district uh, city council. So that was super exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the seventh ward city council race in Minneapolis. Katie Cashman, a young uh, candidate that I've been supporting and working with, won as I knew she would, and I'm just thrilled. She's just brilliant. She has this right temperament, experience, very public, uh, civically minded, and so I'm helping on her transition team right now into office. And she's just, wow, she's so impressive. She's only thirty years old. I know and she's way more together than I was when I ran when I was thirty, but when I first ran for office when I was forty, she's way <laughs> more together than I ever was. 
<laughs> well, that's cool. Then she was a, a good mentee. And uh, hey, uh, Robert, we're going to uh, take a quick break here and uh, talk a little that's more good. politics with you. This is Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake. Stay with us. Unwanted sexting or photos, inappropriate jokes, even tickling or wrestling can feel like a violation. Catcalling, cornering, or groping, getting them drunk or high for sex, recording sexual acts without permission, hurting someone because of their sexual orientation, ripping a family member, a child, a date, a friend, a stranger, purchasing a human being for sex. You make the choice every single time. Sexual violence is many things. Make a choice. Do not do it. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Be a vaccinative. As the fall season continues, new COVID-19 variants threaten the health of not just you, but our elders as well. These new variants might even evade previous vaccines. That's why it's important to stay up to date. The newly authorized vaccines target current variants effectively and are FDA approved for ages six months and older. But there is an important note. These are the first COVID vaccines to be commercialized, which means there may be costs associated with them. Speak with your health insurer about your coverage before scheduling an appointment to avoid a surprise bill. For those without health insurance, help is available. Ask your health clinic about options or visit vaccines.gov for free locations. Getting vaccinated protects you from severe disease. Don't put yourself or elders at risk. So be a vaccinative and protect our community. You can visit vaccines.gov for free vaccine locations. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1, U.S. Penitentiary, and I'm listening to Native... Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Native American Community Development Institute, or NACD, in Minneapolis. Well, you say that so well, uh, Haley. I think uh, we should have you introduce. <laughs> better than you, better than you, Robert. <laughs> I was just going to say, Robert, we should have uh, have Haley introduce you each week instead of me. So. I, uh, <laughs> I get, well, I have both uh, you and uh, the good doctor giving me a hard time about uh, interchanging uh, your great organization. So right. that's all I want to say about people, that. Uh, people do that all the time. So Robert's <laughs> talking about um, Dr. Anthony Stately, who leads the Native American Community Clinic about a block from our office, NACD. And of course, he's NAC. So we get calls for each other all the time and people, people mixing them up. Well, let's go back real quick, uh, and, and then we can move on to some politics. But I thought it was a great event, uh, uh, and also I am always inspired by your friend Peggy Flanagan. She hits a home uh, run every time I hear her speak, and I get emotional. I can't help it. Same here. Same here. So Peggy Flanagan is my our Ojibwe or uh, white Earth sister, and she's also lieutenant governor of the state of Minnesota, and she was a speaker at this Native Rise event, which was just mm-hmm. a wonderful event. It's a kind of a, a, a see and be seen kind of event to support one of our local organizations, the American Indian OIC, who does great work in education, have a, um, uh, a high school as well, and and it was just great. So Peggy Flanagan spoke there. It was so inspiring. It's so nice to see someone from your own world in yeah. a position like that. And she just really speaks to from her heart. And then there was this kind of celebrities galore, right? With Kara uh, uh, Jade Myers was the lead, the keynote speaker from an, uh, an actor in Killers of the Flower Moon. Trish Cook, a local comedian from Red Lake Nation, was hilarious as the MC. 
It is kind of a, it's fun to get dressed up and see everyone all dressed up. Yeah, and uh, Eddie, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, the author that works for the Minneapolis paper, I have his book here somewhere. Um, Eddie spoke too, and I'm, and uh, it was funny, I ran into him, and he knew me yeah. from just our Facebook conversation. Is it, Sh- it Shukalet? Is that how you say his last name? That's Eddie where Shukalet? we're going with. We're going to go with that. Okay. Yeah, so you're <laughs> you're asking Mr. Indian kid. Are you asking oh, yeah. Mr. Are you asking Mr. Pronunciation over here? Or what the <laughs> heck? Right. Ask yeah, Haley. He has, yeah. He spoke and read from his book, and that was really impressive as well. Yeah, and speaking of which, too, I don't want to bounce all over the place, but uh, I it, I think they're working on um, a, a uh, December 16th uh, reading or 17th reading at uh, – all, all my relations uh, art gallery for that Ho Chunk book that's coming out, and I'm really excited to do a reading Very there. Very cool. Yeah, oh, I'm glad you're going to be in the gallery. Great. Yeah, she's going to come in and read and give out copies and sign them, and we're going to make a big deal out of it and get as many people down there as we can. And then she's going to come to the Ho Chunk office the next day and uh, and it. do a reading and and give out some books too. So much going on in the community. I love yeah. it. We're a community of plenty. Right? Definitely. Community of plenty. I, my daughter's uh, in a play, so I'll be going to the play because tomorrow will be the first day that I am um, healthy and have to wear a mask and go somewhere. But also, I think there's a Minnesota uh, Indian um, Chamber of Commerce going on this week, too, uh, on Friday. Oh. oh, my goodness. I did not have my tickets. I'll have to see if I can still get one. <laughs> well, I won't be able That's to a go. Big deal event as well. Yeah, it really is. I won't be able to is it hand out. Mr. Clay, Colin Shakopee. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And uh, uh, Ho Chunk is uh, young. Ho Chunk is running that. As a matter of fact, who works with the governor and for the governor and the lieutenant governor too? And her her uh, mother who just passed away. She's taken over uh, and helping with that. And I know she's worked. Right. To, them for a long time so uh good luck to that and i i just think uh, a big uh group like that it, and just having covid it probably wouldn't be good for me to go you know. yeah that's smart i'm sure yeah, i emceed the event several years ago back when i was on city council and through our late beloved ho-chunk sister marlene hagamal and uh, invited me and engineered me in there and uh, and I know you know Marlene, uh, mm-hmm. our dear friend Mike Gozi from the American Indian Community Development Corporation, used to describe himself as one of Marlene's minions. Yeah. And, you know, I'm proud to put myself in that class as well. But that was when I first realized, wow, I'm one of her minions. Because Marlene really uh, uh, directed, you know, every aspect of uh, my time uh, emceeing my my script, my rehearsal, even my wardrobe, you know, and I, you know, and she'd go, go up on stage and say this. And I'd go up on stage and say that. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, thought, well, I am now one of Marlene's minions and proud of it. <laughs> well, as you know, uh, Marlene got me elected. She got on the hotline and uh, we totally miss her. We just uh, named a room after her in the office. and uh, I saw that. That looks so beautiful. Yeah. And we all had stories and she was one of the people that told me to run. And then also when I tied in the primary, she got on the on the phone and made a lot of calls for me and uh i appreciate her and uh but i i feel like i was one of her minions too because whenever her uh her name would come up on my phone i would definitely answer it no matter what oh, i was yeah. <laughs> yep 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 and then you do what she told you to do right and yep. she just had this brilliant way of understanding how sort of levers of power worked in different places different ecosystems different units of government both tribal and in U.S. governments and local, and then she knew how to amplify her impact by engaging people, putting people in those, helping to put people in those places where they could access the levers of power, and then telling them exactly what she wanted them to do. And yeah. she had a lot of impact for one person. Well, and and not only that, you know, she was the Reverend Marlene. She she married right. uh, Lieutenant Governor and Tom. Yep, I was <laughs> Which, there. I know. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm still a little oh, yeah. bothered about not lovely. getting. I didn't get invited. It was a tiny wedding. I was kind of surprised I got invited, actually. Uh, yeah. Peggy is my 
my little sister, as I call her. So uh, yeah, she was the first Native woman ordained within the Lutheran Church. That's right. That's absolutely right. Hey, hey, let's jump out. I know we got a few more minutes here, but I wanted to jump ahead here and talk a little bit about George Santos. And (laughs) and I I I just help me, help me. Yeah. Okay. So George Santos is a slow motion train wreck that I have not been able to look away from, and I wish (laughs) I could. And he. I keep refreshing a couple of blogs to see when he's going to actually get expelled from the, from Congress because that book could happen today. It's more likely to happen tomorrow. It's very likely to pass. And so he'll be only one of six people ever to, uh, to be expelled from Congress. And he's just this, you know, I'm guessing most of us have known people like that, you know, who are sort of pathological liars and compulsive about, making up stories you just don't think they're gonna le- get elected to con- congress right and, <laughs> and he keeps arguing that the the voters of new york's third district put me in office and you know and i'll stay here until i can't anymore and i was just thinking about earlier today you know they didn't put him in congress they put this sort of fake image that he built right. on lies in congress and, and he should leave and and uh and I was also thinking earlier, just before just before we came on the air, that you know the you have these compulsive liars, these really despicable people who are getting elected to these national offices, and really, I think Trump was kind of the the vanguard of that, right? I mean, so then mm-hmm. everyone knew how dishonest he was, how despicable he was, and they still, you know, elected him president, and and I really feel like he showed the way. There's another congressman, I think he's from Tennessee, who's kind of coming under a microscope right now as well. Very similar to George um, Santos, and you know, sort of fabricated his whole his whole story, and has been doing bad things with his newfound power. Um, so he might, you know, yeah. it just seems like it's become kind of a norm. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks polit- all politicians are 100% honest 100% of the time, but you just don't expect this. Yeah, and then we have a new Speaker of the House, too, that uh, there's finding a lot of quotes uh, when he possibly never thought he would be Speaker of the House, and he was not really vetted out, and I really feel like there's a train wreck, too, in slow motion. You know, you know I, I just... He, there's just things coming up, Robert, that he's said in the past, and, uh, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, so this Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, he is extreme. I mean, he's, prob- he's probably the most extreme speaker, extreme right Speaker of the House of my lifetime. You wow. Know, he, you know, he is promoting a very specific viewpoint, the mega perspective and agenda, the Christian nationalist agenda. And he thinks he can be squeaky queen, clean because nobody really knows anything about him. But now you're right. You know, all this stuff's percolating up. The internet is forever, right? <laughs> so all this stuff is percolating up. And great to see you. Um, you know, say time with us. You're muted, Robert. Oh, we'll be right back. This is Native Ritz Radio Presents. All right. Hey. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org.
Unveil the captivating world of native photography at the Minneapolis Institute of Art. Their new exhibit, In Our Hands, Native Photography 1890 to Now, turns the camera around and puts native photographers in control, featuring hundreds of photographs captured by generations of First Nations, Métis, Inuit, and Native Americans. You'll view the world through their lens, revealing the beauty and complexity of indigenous heritage. Don't miss this incredible experience. Visit In Our Hands at the Minneapolis Institute of Art, now through January 14th. For more info, visit artsmia.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let let howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. Signing up for $1 bus and train rides with the Transit Assistance Program, or TAP, is quick and easy. Do it straight from your computer or phone by uploading one of the pre-approved documents listed at metrotransit.org slash TAP, along with a copy of your ID. We'll mail you a go-to card with a full year of discounted rides. For questions or translation help, call 612-373-3333. 612-373-3333. Minnesotans are hardy. We don't let snow or ice get in our way. We have places to go, so making sure your vehicle is in prime shape for winter driving is so important. Take your vehicle to Rudy Luther Toyota for all your service needs. I was just there. I got my oil and filters replaced, and they did a complete safety check to make sure my vehicle can tackle what winter has up its sleeve. And they service all makes and models of vehicles. Head to RudyLutherToyota.com and use their super easy Toyota service scheduler to set up your service appointment today. Rudy Luther Toyota, on the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Gold. Valley. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Clear tonight with a low of 21, then Friday sunshine with a high of 33. Cafe Latte is unlike any restaurant you've ever experienced. Grab a tray and pick from their award-winning selections of soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. Cafe Latte, Victoria Street and Grand Avenue in St. Paul, or CafeLatte.com. Back to Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, uh, we got a guest coming up, Robert uh, Blake. It's the Robert Show plus Haley today. And then we have Roya later uh, uh, talking about uh, the play that uh, she's in and uh, our, our relative, my daughter, uh, my Hinu, uh, Jalisa McKee, uh, is in this play too and plays. Uh, a redheaded stepchild. So that's uh, something here in District 4 we feel like uh, as a Ho-Chunk. But hey, that's a whole nother story, Haley. Yes. So that show, it's a new native theater. And that is, it's playing at the Red Eye Theater in Minneapolis, actually. And uh, this production is A Christmas in Ochapi. So, and uh, we're going to be out there tomorrow. Right, Robert? We're going to be masked up and uh, not spreading COVID. Yeah. But uh, we'll be there. Definitely. We'll get there a little early so we have uh, good seats and uh, 
can really, uh, you know, for me to be able to hear, you know, right. I'm getting, getting old. I'm wondering, uh, is everything sound good out there, uh, Don? I know Don said our audio is going in and out on Facebook and uh, YouTube, um, but I think it was possibly me and my controls and my my COVID controls, Haley. Uh, I think they've uh, taken over and uh, spread Robert Lilligren and put him on mute and uh, all these things that uh, uh, that happen when you have COVID. You know, hey, yeah. hey, it's Robert Blake from Red Lake, Bob Blake. With the solar bear, with the solar news. Oh, welcome. Oh, ho, Robert, I, you've got COVID. Wow. First time. First time. Oh man, that's a bummer. I'm sorry, but I mean, you're. I, you look good. I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> as you, good as I can. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, and, and you know, Robert. Uh, you, I got to tell you, you know, the the one. I mean, you, well, you have COVID, but. I got to tell you, really interesting thing, because we always talk about the solar bear with the solar nodes, right? Yes. Well, this evening, we're going to have a big solar, um, you know, flare uh, storm happening. Yeah. And you're going to be able to see the the lights tonight from about 11 p.m. to about 3 a.m. So, you know, here at the solar bear with the solar nodes, we try to get all things solar, including (laughs) solar flares. Right on, <laughs> including and the I, aurora borealis. Yeah, and, 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 and this was—I had to give you some it, applause. Exactly, and, and and I think that this is maybe this is kind of like the party, you know, like or, you know, or like someone saying to like Robert, everything's going to be okay. This is a good sign. Yeah, because you got COVID, and we're getting the solar fair like this. I, I think it's I think it's kind of all connected. I Am I stretching that? Am I stretching that? I might. No, I might. I, we're of earth and sky. Um, I believe that. So we need some good energy. Let's yeah. take it. Yeah. So I, I think that this is. I think this is just like the planet. The planet telling us, "Hey, Robert, you're going to be fine. You know, we've got the solar, the 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 you know the northern lights happening." Yeah. Well, we're going to go check it out. I, I, I peaked on Sunday with, I had one bad day and I'm, you know, quadruple vaxxed and all that. And I took a, what a Pax, Paxiloid and, um, Dr. Stately told me to take that. And I've really have been at 90% ever since. So I'm doing pretty good other than I'm, you know, my normal brain fog, I'm just blaming it on COVID right now. It's just, uh, it's, it's always been there. <laughs> Hey Robert, um, some really interesting news out of Texas, yeah. um, and, and this is uh, the Electric Revi- Re- Reliability Co- Council of Texas, which is basically their their uh, their grid network, their uh, electric electric network, right down there, mm-hmm. ERCOT. And um, anyways, they put about fourteen point two gigawatts of renewable energy solar online last year. Now. This is the second most amount of solar being put on the grid compared to Florida. Florida's leading the way. And if you think about it, these are two Republican states that are yeah. that are going gangbusters on solar, right? But I think the interesting thing about this particular story is how quickly they're they're getting the interconnection agreements for these projects to the grid. And they're really showing the rest of the country, I think, on how that this can happen at a faster pace, um, which has been the problem across the country is these interconnections between these solar projects and the grid. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, Texas, a uh, big, you know, state around corporations, you know, you know what I'm saying? And oil. They're just, Yeah. They are just really going gangbusters around independent energy producers being wow. allowed to connect to the grid, and that's a good thing, Robert. And yeah. so I, I I applaud them in doing this, and I say to the rest of the country, including Minnesota, that maybe we should take a look at what the, how they're doing things in in Texas because you know uh, being allowed to put all this renewable energy onto the grid and. And of course, you know, um, that, that happening, you know, allows, you know, folks like us to, 
to make a choice of whether or not we want our energy to be from coal-fired plants or we want our energy to be from renewable energy like solar. Right. I'd I'd be interested to see uh, and follow the money on those two uh, states and how they got that done Um, and who's getting paid what because that's always kind of the the tricky part, getting connected to the grid because we're taking businesses or business away from these uh, coal mines and you know, all these other things like uh, nuclear places. and so Aha, yes, Mr. Pilot, you just answered the uh-oh. big question right there. What kind of influence does the utilities have in Texas, right? What, exactly. kind, of, what, what kind of influence does the, does the utilities have in these other states, right? Mm-hmm. That is the big question. That is the big, uh, that is the million-dollar-like question right there. And um, obviously, uh, the utilities don't have as much sway in Texas as they do in other states. So, yep, huh. that's exactly where that goes. That's exactly where that story goes. Um, another interesting um, story that just came out is so- solar module prices may reach $0.10 cents a watt. This is incredible because if you think about maybe 10 years ago, Robert, it's probably about $100 a watt. Now Whoa. it's at $0.10 cents a watt. I mean, they come down tremendously probably cheaper than coal so to produce energy now um it's it's no wonder that utilities are feeling the height or the heat robert because they have 80-year coal contracts that they got a service you know so you know they're 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 scheduled to sell you and me power for the next 80 years from coal fired power right at a certain price point now with with solar coming down so so cheaply Mm. under coal under natural gas on par with probably natural gas um you know you 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 get the sense that you know um that i mean why why not having the utilities um try and block any which way that they can for solar to come on board you know um because let's face it uh solar and renewable energy is just so cheap now Mm mm-hmm yeah, and, well, that's a and, good thing. That is a real good thing. And, and then, a, um, what, the, and old, then what uh, the old uh, calculator story I've given to you to tell people. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. The, the that's really where it does, right, Robert? The the old calculator story because look look at look at how everything has become so efficient, Robert. Um, the uh, one of the one of the really cool one of the last stories here is millions of sustainable jobs are available if you have the right skills. Was talking to. Uh, some folks today out of New Jersey, out of the East Coast that were out in Washington, D.C. that I work with. And they were telling me that they were at this um, this job conference, uh, employment conference, workforce conference development. And, you know, uh, we've got, we got the skill sets that people are going to need. Um, you know, uh, this is where they're kind of finding some of the, the bridges that need to be built so we could get folks into these careers. Um, we were, they're finding out we've got a shortage. Um, so there's going to be a lot of opportunity in the future, uh, to get involved in the transition, but people are going to have to get skilled up. Robert is what, is is what they're saying they're finding out. So there's a great article, um, out there on, on business insider talking about this very issue. It's exciting too. And it's a, a new frontier and people, uh, God, I remember when I had students in high school that were really i had no idea how to run a computer or what a url was and they were getting jobs in the in the it field right out of high school and and i think something like that's going to be happening now too because we're 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 transitioning and we also need workers yeah yeah and and i think and i think what happened robert and you know i was on the governor's workforce development board and um and one of the things that we were talking about there was you know, we, we knew the gray tsunami was coming, right? We knew we were going to have all these retirees coming and then we were going to have like the biggest, like, you know, uh, graduating class in the United States history. What we didn't count on was COVID. And, and that was the big curveball that got thrown workforce, you know, to the entire country. So, you know, and then we have to adjust our, and then we miscalculated how much that affected folks out here. So uh, those are the two things that I think that we're going to be grappling with. Um, and so, I mean, you know, be very nice to those folks that have shown up to work to like be your waiter or your waitress right. or serve you. Uh, 
because I don't, I'm telling you right now, Robert, not too far in the future, we're going to have robots because we just don't have enough folks to fill in all these jobs that we're going to be having. I think currently right now we have what, four to five jobs for every one person in the state of Minnesota looking for one. So, I mean, these are incredible statistics and it's, it's happening like that across the board. Wow. You got a minute left. We got anything, uh, anything else to report, Bob? Yeah, I, I would just I, last thing here, um, a, a really good story that 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 just came out to real quickly, Robert, um, is uh, with there, there are exactly uh, about 4,000, 5,000 car chargers that need to put into be to Western state parks. Whoa. Yeah. And get this, get this. Those are just the state parks. So we still the, we still need to build out a big part of our infrastructure around EVs. So that's the Solar Bear with the Solar News, Robert. Wow, thanks a lot, Robert Blake from Red Lake, uh, the Solar Bear with the Solar News. Thank you much. We'll see you next week. Happy holidays, as always. Go Vikings, Skull. Oh, hey, we'll be right back with Roya. Roya will be giving us an update on the play, and we're excited. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Back to school season is here. And while this is an exciting time for parents, kids, and educators, let's not forget how far we've come in our battle against COVID-19. We're in a better place, but COVID-19 is still here, and we need to continue to help protect our communities. With the flurry of new schedules and classrooms, let's not overlook the fundamentals of staying safe. Wash your hands regularly and watch for any symptoms like fever, chills, a cough, or shortness of breath. Should you or someone you know have COVID-19 symptoms, stay home and get tested. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. Let's have this back-to-school season be a time of renewed commitment to our collective health, and brighter future for our Native communities. Again, find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Hi, I'm Claudia with Minsure, Minnesota's official health insurance marketplace. With Minsure, you can compare health plans from multiple companies and get free help from a trusted expert. Whatever health plan you choose with Minsure, it's guaranteed to cover essential benefits so you can get the care you need. See if you qualify for discounts, available only through Minsure. If you need quality, comprehensive health insurance, get started now at Minsure.org. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is... Supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Ho! Hey, we're here with Roya uh, White Eagle, and we are checking in live in downtown Minneapolis. You are our arts and entertainment uh, correspondent here, and uh, you have uh, a big surprise for everyone to talk talk about. Um, Roya, welcome. Yeah, hi, Robert. Hi, Haley. It's good to be back. I know we all took last weekend off. Well, you, I think we had a pre-recorded uh, program that was running on Thursday evening. So, but it's great yeah. to be. Here. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Yes, I did. Um, okay. Yeah, went down to Chicago, spent uh, some time there. Unfortunately, didn't get a chance to stop at the Ho Chunk Casino for the buffet spread, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey. hey uh, uh, mentioned that um well one thing is the little thumbnail is has me as roya white <laughs> i'm not i don't i might be scottish or french somewhere in my lineage but I, I don't necessarily claim that but it is you know i am now going by royal white eagle yes. so I, the uh the banner that you posted it was roya taylor that's fine uh, but i am undergoing a legal name change so that's big news for me here well, Roya, uh, if you were a Ho-Chunk and your last name was White Eagle, I'm related to the White Eagle. So, again, we may be related there's, somehow. Yeah, there's White Eagles uh, that are Ho-Chunk, yeah. 
Definitely. Hey, so uh, what's going on? There's uh, we had uh, Gary Farmer uh, speaking upon uh, hopefully what you're going to be talking about yesterday at our our rock solid show. What uh, is going on here in the Twin Cities and what are you doing? Uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll mention a couple of um, activities that are going on this weekend. In fact, one of them is going to be starting here in a few minutes, I think around six o'clock this evening, uh, Thursday evening. But uh, first of all, I just want to tell everybody that, and this has been a long time coming, because I, I, you were talking about uh, Gary Farmer before the show started, uh, and he actually was assisting us in the uh, workshopping, the stage reading of this a couple of years back, 2018, I believe. And then I was one of the original cast members in, in uh, a 10-minute version, a very short version of this called a Christmas in Ochapi, and it, it is written, the playwright is Montana Cypress, who is Mikasuki. Don't confuse that with uh, Seminoles down there in, in Florida, and don't confuse it with Seminoles from Oklahoma either. <laughs> <laughs> we will anyway, not. Directors, uh, Sarah Wolotsky, or Polotsky, uh Wartsia was the original 10-minute play version, uh, and now we have a whole new cast I'm the one holdover from that, and I'm not playing any of the roles that I did before. So you'll have to come and see it, but I can give you a hint. I should have mm. worn my cap. <laughs> do with reservation police. So nice. mind you, I always thought of you uh, sometime as uh, you know. There used to be a show called uh, Police Woman, and uh, yeah. <laughs> now, now uh, with Angie Dickinson. So I, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Oh, that reminds me, I, before this evening's performance, we've got uh, the second of two previews. i got to probably go back to the legs. And so I only had to put on, you caught me at a an early time here. I don't have my makeup on yet. So. Oh, well. Hey, so tell everybody what we're talking about and where and how they can uh, see the play and uh, who's in it. And you know you know the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me get up and uh, take you down to the stage um, if I can walk without looking where I'm going and then walking backwards occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take a whole class on doing that uh, to learn how to walk back, backwards on stage. You can see right behind me then. Oh, nice shot. Is the, uh, yeah. See all around there? This yeah. is a that is about a Miccosukee family down in Florida in the Everglades right off of Alligator Alley. And it involves a mother, a dad, and two grown sons. And it's kind of a comedy, a comedy of errors, an absurdist comedy. And, uh, well, here we go. Stop right here. I'm going to have you say hello to uh, one of our assistant <laughs> stage managers. I'm, a, I'm an artistic producer and artist. a props designer. Yeah, this is Trey Porter. How are we doing? Cool. Hey. He's originally from up north. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Okay, go ahead. We can't see you. I hope this doesn't log us off here. Oh. Okay. See me there? There we go. Yeah, yeah. we see you. You're looking good. Looking good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Easy. Not that good. Hey, ho. <laughs> hey. So uh, how has it been working with Roya? You know, uh, I heard uh, that she can be kind of, you know, she's got her trailer and it's hard to get to her. And Well, we, lo we love divas. We love, we love our talented actors. We cherish them. We appreciate them for, for exactly who they are. <laughs> Good answer. That's very sacred of you. Ho! Uh, yeah, speaking as one diva to another. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, looks like we've got some repairs going to the sofa because that's that's been destroyed over <laughs> rehearsal since we occupied the space in, about two weeks ago. Anyway, uh, we like I said, we had the first preview last night. Mm -hmm. Second of two previews. Tomorrow night is the opening night. Yeah. And, uh, that's at 7.30. Uh, every night, and then at two o'clock on Sunday afternoons. So you can go to Brown Paper Tickets. It's a Christmas in Ochapi. O C H O P E E is how it's spelled. And uh, the suggested price is thirty-five dollars, but it is a pay what you can mm -hmm. uh, show. And then we have a special rate for this uh, this weekend. So tonight, Thursday night. Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday afternoon, uh, if you will contact New Native Theater and let them know that you're interested in coming, you can get in free. 
Wow. Except for Ho-Chunk, I think. I think yeah, maybe. double for a Ho-Chunk. <laughs> no, no anyway, it's kind of one of those nice deals, uh, similar to what happened at a recent major production downtown. So, Yeah, we won't talk about that production anymore. But hey, uh, no, I'm just kidding. We're here with Roy uh, White Ego, host of Good Medicine on KFAI, and uh, we're talking about this play. And how did my uh, my Hinu do? Ah, I was going to tell you that. You know, I'm sitting right next to her or them in the uh, dressing room. I've got a photo. I'll send it to you later. I probably should have sent it to you so you could put it up of the cast last night before we were going on stage. So that's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't know, uh, Jaleesa McKee. Uh, she is uh, playing Audrey, who is the love interest of one of the brothers, mm -hmm. and he's bringing her home for the very first time to meet his Mikasuki family, and that just unleashes uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of crazy craziness. Uh, there's a there's a wedding, there is a death, yeah. and there's an alligator involved, and a big yeah. beast, big wow. barbecue. Yeah, and uh, and uh, she sent us a, a message, uh, a warning about because uh, you know Wendy's a vegan about uh, <laughs> eating an alligator, so we have to be careful and know when to cover Wendy's eyes <laughs> and ears. Yeah, it's too bad they they had the prototype out here uh, last night. Um, I don't see it anywhere around. So, um, uh, but it it stars uh, Thomas Draskovic, who is Lakota. Yes. He, Head of the family and Genevieve uh, Page, I believe she's White Earth. She plays the matriarch of the family. And then we have some newcomers. So James Harvin, who's originally Rapanoek from New York, and he plays uh, the brother to the matriarch. He's uh, Leroy, a itinerant, uh, evangelical, crazy fundamentalist. Well, I don't know if he's a fundamentalist, but he's loud, <laughs> a preacher. <laughs> And he has a Cuban girlfriend, played by uh, Rebecca Crisanta Ibarra, and then David Valentine, who is, um, oh, what he's uh, Cree and Métis from the Seattle area. He plays the the uh, the older brother. Hey, one more time, how can people can get tickets, and what what the, what are the show times? Sure, it's seven thirty every night, so Wednesday through Saturday, two p.m. on Sundays, and then it's. Uh, Brown paper tickets, Christmas in Ochopee, O-C-H-O-P-E-E, -E, or take advantage of that uh, special this weekend, call or uh, email New Native Theater. Get a selfie with Roya and uh, the cast, and she may sign, sign an autograph for the program for you. Hey, Roya, thanks for stopping in. Uh, we'll see you Friday for sure. I'll give you a big kiss as well. Right on. Get that lipstick on. ho -wah. Hey. <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this show, you're part of the resistance. We're still here. This is Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake. And free Leonard Peltier. Now. Watching.